Welcome back to the Coast Watch. My name is Lockie, and this is the weekly Coast Watch football podcast where we sit down to do a deep dive into all of the latest issues in the A League men's competition and talking about my team, Central Coast Mariners. And in this podcast episode, we're going to do a deep dive specifically into my team, Central Coast Mariners, because it's felt like it's been ages since we've probably talked about them. The Mariners' last game was back in December when we won 2 0 at home to Western Sydney Wanderers. And of course, the content that we've been doing around the games, um, especially really been enjoying the, uh, the live reactions that we've been doing after the game on YouTube but that was like the last time we did I did like a proper piece of content or a video talking about the Mariners because they haven't played in so long of course so many postponements happening in the A-League at the moment we are of course aware of the situation so in this podcast episode we're going to do a deep dive we're going to do a chat about all of the Mariners players that have played so far this season analyzing the performance and giving them a rating out of 10 for how they've performed so far and I do want to preface this by saying there honestly hasn't been that many like poor individual performances at all overall everyone's been pretty good pretty good to really really good so it's gonna be interesting to sort of go through all these players and 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 would love to hear your thoughts as well mariners fans that are tuning in whether you agree or disagree this is just my personal opinion from what i've assessed from our opening games and again it's still early days things can change players can get better players can hopefully not get worse but you know what i mean It, it is early days but so far it is promising signs nick montgomery has got this squad gelling together and playing really well and that's been one of the highlights for me actually as well is that the togetherness and the cohesiveness of the team has been the thing that has impressed me most so far this season as a Mariners fan and that's something that I think we lacked a lot in previous teams in the past decade since our championship winning year if you look back to those successful years for the Central Coast Mariners the team was so cohesive everyone playing really really well players helping each other and, you know, lifting the performances of each other. You know, when you think of uh, Trent Sainsbury was probably made a better central defender because he was playing alongside the experience of Patrick Swansvike. You know, the combination of Nick Montgomery and John Hutchinson. You know, this is a bit of a throwback now for Mariners fans. But we are starting to see that a little bit, right? That we're seeing, we're seeing that same cohesion go back, uh, come back that, we, that we've lacked in recent years. And that's why I believe we are succeeding so much. And it's actually... It's actually summed up really well because um, by the A-League's on their socials, the A-League official socials, they shared the other day, like the leading at the moment in the A-League, the leading um, stats for like, you know, top goal scorers at the moment, top the leaders in assists or whatever. And uh, there wasn't a single Mariners player on like any of them. I think the only one might have been Mark Berrigidi for saves. But I don't see that as a negative thing. I see that as that just goes to show how much of a team effort the Mariners are the the team effort is the cohesiveness is really that is the key to success at the Mariners it's not there's not one or two key players that are carrying the Mariners it's not Oli Bazanik in the midfield who's carrying the midfield it's not Orenia who's been banging in the goals that has been that has helped Mariners sort of get up towards the top of the ladder so far this season it's been absolutely a team effort and that has been the thing that has impressed me so much. And, and as well, we had Marty, the Mariners fan. Uh, Marty came on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago and he summed it up perfectly. He, 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 he sort of touched on the balance of youth and experience. And he's absolutely right. That's, it's been Nick Montgomery has got it absolutely spot on. He's, he, he knows that, that having the play, key players like Arenia, Bazanic, Birigidi, these guys on the park, even Kai Rolls now has, has a good amount of A-League experience. These players are sort of key pillars for this A-League side and they are allowing the young guys like Jacob Farrell, Harry Steele, Max Baller, Dan Hall to play so well. So 
let's jump into the player ratings right now. Out of 10 for each player, starting in the goalkeeper department. Mark Birigidi, who has had, um, obviously, I, I, I want to say, I don't want to say up and down, but but with the incident that we probably do have to touch on is, is the red card incident from the FFA Cup game against Wollongong Wolves in the round of 16. And um, was, I mean, was it a red card? I mean, we've talked about that in the past. I don't think it should have been, um, but that does like, that's just the only little hiccup. Apart from that, he's been really good. Penalty save against Wellington Phoenix in round two. Probably his best save, in my opinion, was in our last game against the West Sydney Wanderers when I believe it was Dimitri Petratus who was coming into the box. Got around a couple of defenders. Birigidi came out, made himself big. Crucial save to keep the clean sheet in that game. Mariners haven't conceded a goal in, our, in their last three games. 6-0 against Leichhardt and then 2-0 wins against Sydney FC, against Wanderers. And Mark Birigidi has been key to that. And uh, obviously hasn't been involved in every game, but I'm going to give him an 8 out of 10. He's been really solid. And uh, I mean, not, nothing too spectacular. Last season, he was keeping us in some of the games with some of the crucial saves he was making. Um, and I'm sure he will be crucial to us once again, of course, this season. Season. So 8 out of 10 for Mark Birigidi. Um, going through the other goalkeepers, of course, we've got two more to talk about. We've had a few different goalkeeping uh, debuts so far this season. Lawrence Caruso, of course, made his A-League debut. Down in Penrith when we talk on MacArthur when Yaron Souza went off injured. Caruso, who's barely been on the Central Coast for a couple of months, probably didn't expect to be getting his first A-League appearance so soon in his career. The youngster was shifted in and had a pretty decent game. He made, he made a couple of decent saves, Caruso, and he was, he was probably the reason why we didn't end up going down two or three goals to MacArthur FC in the end there. And, you know, I'm very interested, just just excited for him that he got his A-League experience so early. Not a lot of A-League keepers can say that. Usually it can take two, three, four years in an A-League club setup to finally get your first appearance. So really, really good first experience for Lawrence Caruso. And he's looking good. And it's exciting knowing that with the young keepers that we have coming through, that they're, they're able to step up and perform an A-League quality, perform an A-League level if we need them to. So... Lawrence Caruso, I'm just going to give him a 7 out of 10, was pretty solid in that game against MacArthur SC. I'm keen to see more of him. Yaron Souza is the final goalkeeper to talk about. Of course, a massive shame. I mean, it, it, it's it's probably one of the saddest moments of the Mariners season so far, that injury to Souza, where he went off and uh, was within the half, first half an hour of that MacArthur game. Came on, of course, in, in uh, the game prior to that, of course, that FFA Cup game where very good he was sent off. And uh, wasn't too involved in that game. The Wollongong Wolves were, were defending for most of that game, so didn't have too many clear-cut chances. Uh, but Yaron Souza, I mean, from what we saw, I mean, he's, he hasn't played that many minutes, but again, uh, nothing, he, we didn't seem to do too much wrong. A couple uh, in, in that cup game, though, there were a couple in terms of his distribution, uh, some questionable kicks. I think some went out of play, but, you know, it happens to all goalkeepers we see. Um, so Yaron Souza, 7 out of 10, again reasonably solid performance let's jump into the defenders now and and it was interesting going through the ratings and and the defenders specifically and i've sort of blocked them out and of course defenders midfield forwards and the defenders was the one that was most um i don't want to say polarizing but like i was quite up and down with some of the ratings like compared to some of the other positions midfield i think was is really really strong for us at the moment but defense was quite interesting okay so we're going to talk about <clears throat> well the first interesting interesting one to talk about is storm root so, Storm, of course, returning back to the Mariners, spent a few years down at Melbourne Victory, and um, you know we know we know Storm. Um, he had a decent few years uh, just after our championship winning year. He joined the side as a, as a young Kiwi fullback, and and performed well for us then, and even wore the captain's armband briefly towards the end of that stint. Has come into the side and has 
he, he's just been a little bit inconsistent at times, I think. And, and, and from what I've seen, people do agree. Mariners fans have have felt the sim, have felt a similar way. There's been some times where Storm has he does like to get forward at times. Some good little passing plays with with Josh Nisbet on that right hand side, getting forward. Sometimes just lacking that final delivery or lacking that um, conviction to make that final pass or make that burst into the box. You know, if we compare if you if you compare him to other right backs in the league, maybe Ryan Grant or Scott Galloway, who I think is one of the best right backs in the league. You know, they know when to get forward and they're absolutely they're so aggressive when they do get forward. Stormer is a little bit more conservative in, in, in his approach, and maybe that's just the, the kind of player he is. But it, it, there has been some times where he has looked shaky and just exposed. And specifically, I think maybe in round one in that F3 derby, I think it was Olivia Bumal who was playing on the left wing for the Jets, getting in behind him a couple times, uh, able to play some crosses in. So look, Storm, I mean, he hasn't been terrible. And, and again, none of these players have been really, really poor. I don't want to say that. But if, if, if we had to look at some of the players that maybe should be improving, um, Stormer is one of them. And it just goes to show because Lewis Miller was shifted into the side for the last couple games. So for Storm, I'm going to give him a 6 out of 10. It's not a terrible rating, but room for improvement. And when you look at the two right-backs of the club right now, Stormer, Lewis Miller, who you're starting, I think a lot of Mariners fans would, in, would be in agreement with me that we should be starting Lewis Miller. And that wasn't my opinion heading into the season. I was like, I think we should be starting Stormer. He's got the A-League experience. But at the moment... Lewis Miller has just been playing so well. Let's talk about him right now. Lewis Miller has, for me, <clears throat> been one. Been one of our best players. Seriously, I think he's been one of our best players involved in, in, in the Sydney game and the, and the Wanderers game, providing assists, getting forward in attack. And he's starting to tighten up on maybe parts of his game where he was lacking in a little bit. We saw last season, you know, Lewis Miller's been involved with the first team for a few years now. We saw last season that, that, that Lewis bulked up and, and, and was a lot stronger, a lot more forward thinking. And, but at times, you know, losing the ball, heavy touches, getting caught out, uh, getting, getting caught out when he, was, when he was shifting forward on the attack. So this year, he's, he's defensively, especially, I think he's taken his game up a level. And I think back to that Wanderers game where he, it was Bernie Abini playing on the left wing. I don't think Bernie got got past him at all that entire game Lewis Miller was just bossing him just had him in his pocket the whole game and in attack I mean as I mentioned just before just involved in those couple goals that we've scored uh, against against Wanderers against Sydney FC he's been the key figure for us and knowing that he's got the, those driving overlapping runs on the right hand side it's such a weapon for us it's such a weapon him and Jacob Farrell it's I'm really really excited really really excited by this fullback pairing and again, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get carried away too much. But it, I, I think back. I mean, the best fullback pairing that we had in Mariners history, in my opinion, is, is Pedge Boach and Josh Rose. So iconic, and both with you know so attacking and and got involved and knew how to score goals as well. And I'm I'm hoping that we're starting to see a similar sort of um, attacking threat on the from those wing back positions with the likes of now Jacob Farrell and Lewis Miller. So Louis Miller, I'm going to give him a nine. Going to give him a nine. I think he's just been superb. Hasn't done too much wrong. And uh, he's just going to get better and better from here. And, uh, yeah, fantastic player. Noah Smith. Let's talk about the left backs now. Noah Smith made, uh, of course, was brought into the club. And maybe, I mean, myself, I, I expected him to be starting from round one. But then, of course, Jacob Farrell had something to say about that. And Jacob Farrell has just been, I mean, you have to pick him. He's just been too good. Um, but, you know, Noah Smith, I feel for him because he probably came to the club expecting to get some minutes. You know, left Adelaide United where he was competing with some uh, some other defenders there for that left back role. Um, 
and it's probably good that there's competition here in this left back role. It's, it's meaning that you know Jacob Farrell, Noah Smith, two young players, they're they're now pushing each other to start. And you know if Jacob Farrell starts to drop away, no, we know that we've got Noah Smith, a promising left back to to slot in. Uh, but of course Smith came on his only minutes came on in that six 0 win against Apia Leichhardt. Didn't have to do too much defensively. Scored a great goal. So honestly, hasn't done too much wrong as of yet. Uh, but we need to see more of him. We need to see what he can do. Um, he played. He played ten games at Adelaide United at the back at the start of last season and looked solid. So um, I, if Farrell is injured or does need to drop out, uh, we know that Noah can come in and do a decent job. But at the moment, I'm just going to give him a seven out of ten. But I'm sure um, he's he's just going to be fantastic for us as well, Noah Smith. Let's talk about Jacob Farrell. Let's talk about Jacob Farrell. And uh, if you've been following the podcasts, if you've been following the podcasts or the page or the content, uh, you'll know that I'm a massive Jacob Farrell fan. Massive Jacob Farrell fan. I I made a bit of a bold statement and I shared a clip of it. It was from a podcast and I shared a clip of it a few weeks back <laughs> that like I hadn't been more excited about a young player at the Mariners for a very, very long time. And, and, I, and I still run with that, man. I still run with that statement. Jacob Farrell has just kind of... Like the, we've seen so many young players come into this side, this Mariners side, and perform really, really well. No one has made such an instant and fast impact and settled in so quickly than Jacob Farrell. He's been, and again, I've talked about it at length. His attitude, his attitude is the best, is the biggest thing. The way he's so physical and takes on players, fearless, regardless of who he's coming up against, it's incredible. Just watching him and his attitude, it's I've just been so impressed with that. Yes, there are aspects of this game that he does need to work on. He hasn't been perfect. Um, he's gotten exposed at times, getting players getting past him. A couple wayward, uh, you know, passes here and there. Again, to be expected. It's still super early on his career, but his clearances in that Wanderers game, a couple fantastic defensive headers. The diving Farrell header that's already becoming an iconic part of his game. We need to coin that or something. I don't know whether we could find a cool name for that. But the diving header from Farrell, and of course the most famous Farrell diving header of all, that goal in the F3 derby, dude. It's 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 my it's probably my favorite goal of this season so far. Not that it was the best goal, but. A young player on his A-League debut scores a diving header against our rivals. Like, you can't make it. I, I, I just love it so much. And um, such a fantastic confidence booster for him. And he's just gotten better and better. I, I just really hope he can keep it up for the whole A-League season. I really, really do. And I'm sure Nick Montgomery is speaking to him every day, every week, giving him the right advice. He's got the players around him to help him. And uh, but man, just been so impressed by Jacob Farrell, and I'm so excited to see where he's going to take not only the Mariners this season, but where he could go in his career. He's 19 years old, and he's already playing so well, and arguably the best left back in the A League at the moment. I don't think he is. I think Adama Traore at Western Sydney Wanderers is the best left back at the moment. But Farrell up there has been absolutely fantastic. Going to give him a nine out of ten. Let's talk about Ruan Tongyik now, the central defenders. Ruan Tongyik. One of the ones that has maybe dropped away a little bit, Ruan Tongik this year. Um, hasn't played that many minutes, it has to be said. Injury has sort of plagued him here and there. Uh, he, he wasn't involved in our first FFA Cup game in Maji. Uh, he came off injured against, uh, I think it was McCarthy. He came off injured, is that right? And uh, I think Wellington in round two, he was carrying an injury too and hasn't been involved since. He, he, he's, he's been a little bit shaky. He's been a little bit shaky. F3 Derby, a couple moments getting exposed in that Wellington game, getting exposed as well in some wayward balls. 
six out of ten for me for Ruan. Um, a, a player that I just adore. He was fantastic last season. I think he was my favorite player from last year. Uh, he's so good, and and I just hope that he can keep up with the same consistency and the same quality that he showed last season and of course which helped him earn his Socceroos debut uh, last year so um, hopefully Ruan can come back from injury soon and continue that same form that he had last season Kai rolls alongside him has been so good has been so good and look when when you look at A-League improvement stories and like I I, I don't think like I can't think of anyone in the A-League not just the Mariners but the A-League in general who has improved more as a player than Kai Rolls. Kai Rolls was part of the back line that conceded eight goals against Wellington Phoenix at home. And now he's legitimately being considered one of the best central defenders in the competition. He joined the Mariners, this young central defender from Brisbane Raw, came into the Central Coast Mariners and was shifted into the starting lineup because we didn't have the numbers. He's been a, he's been a starter for us for the last few years and, and was honestly pretty horrendous I mean the whole defense was horrendous for the Mariners for a couple of years there and Kyrolls unfortunately for him was a part of that but he's stepped up so well so so well like seriously I can't think of an A-League player who has improved so much to come such a long way it, it, it just makes me super proud as a Mariners fan to to see players come here that are maybe of mediocrity you know, and no disrespect to these players. Ruin Tongik is a similar example. Ruin Tongik had played at five other five other A-League clubs and didn't get settled anywhere. He wasn't he wasn't a starting centre back. These guys have come to the Mariners and we've turned them into top central defenders of A-League quality and are even being talked about potentially scoring moves overseas. You know, it's fantastic. Kyle Rolls, superb. Every game, fantastic, fantastic. I, I don't think I've seen him make a wrong move. Uh, arguably our best player so far this season. I'm going to give him a 9 out of 10. It, it's so hard to give a player a 10 out of 10. Um, but 9 out of 10, Kyle Rolls has been superb this season and has to be maybe the first team on the first name on the team sheet for me. He's, he's, he's just so impressive at the moment, Kyle Rolls. Um, the final central defender that we have to talk about, Dan Hall, superb, played the last few games, partnered Kyle Rolls, and once again is, is, is feeling that he came in, uh, remember he made his debut against Sydney FC, came in, well, his starting debut against Sydney FC, came in and filled the void left by Ruin Tongik, performed well, and he's doing the same thing again this season. Going to go 8 out of 10 for Dan Hall. Love him, fantastic player. And good to know that we've got cover there in, center, in the central defense. Midfield positions now. Let's dive straight into it. Starting off with the captain, Oliver Bazanic. I don't need to say much. I don't need to say much. Oliver Bazanic, one of the best central midfielders in the league. People are talking about him getting a soccer's call up. I'm all for it. Um, you know, regardless of his age, he's, his influence on the squad is well known. He was a crucial part of our season last year. We lost that elimination final. I don't want to say entirely because we didn't have Oli Bazanic, but that was a massive factor. Oli Bazanic's influence in the side cannot be understated and is helping the young guys like Max Ballard and Harry still so much. Nine out of 10 for Oli Bazanic. Scored a fantastic goal on his 100th debut, of course, of course, that free kick. Let's talk about those two young midfielders now. Max Ballard, fantastic. Uh, I had an interview with Max Ballard heading into this season, which is on the YouTube channel. And of course, we did that in a previous podcast episode. Really down-to-earth guy, really positive, positive outlook. Came into the side, made a couple of decent, you know, couple got a couple of minutes here and there last season. Has come in and has stepped up his game already and has, has played his part really, really well in that midfield. Again, not perfect. A couple shaky moments here and there um, against Wellington, some wayward passes. But overall, really, really impressive Max Ballard. Eight out of ten for him. Harry Steele. 
Harry Steele's been fantastic. He came on and, and another one of these young players that maybe we didn't necessarily expect to be a part of the senior squad into this season. But Nick Montgomery, another one of these young players who he shifted into the side. And wow, man, Harry Steele, how good. How good he's keeping Max Ballard out of the team. And the last two games, I mean, Sydney FC, <laughs> the star the star plays that Sydney FC had with, you know, Ninkovic, uh, Lafondra, Bobo, Caceres, you know, these guys weren't given space because Harry Steele was working so hard. And all of the games, he's, what I like about Harry Steele so much is he already seems very well-rounded in a defensive and offensive sense. You know, able to play good passes, good range of passing. And great defensively. He's, he gets back. His positioning has been really, really good. And again, Bazanic is helping him in that midfield. And at the moment, Harry still has to keep starting. It's, it's good, again, to have that competition with Max Ballard, two fantastic young players. Harry Steele at the moment, you, you have to pick him as well. So for Harry, I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I was very tempted to go 9. Um, but I, I reckon he can just step up even more. He's just going to keep getting better and better. So 8 out of 10 for young Harry Steele. Let's talk about the greatest player of all time, Josh Nisbet. <laughs> Oh, dude. I mean, I, 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 I keep saying that, like, I keep going through these players and like, yeah, this one's like my number one. Josh Nisbet's maybe my number one, man. So impressed with Josh Nisbet. Um, such a dangerous player. We have to talk about him now as Josh Nisbet being one of the best. I, I guess we can classify him as an attacking midfielder. In all the games this season, he's been playing in a wide position. That's his best position. That's his best position. Heading into the season, talking about you know, anticipating the Mariners lineup for this season, people were talking about, oh yeah, we're going to see, you know, no Gianni Stensness. We'll see Nisbet partnering Bazanic in midfield. I was never sold on that. I was never sold on that anyway because of because of the physicality that you you lose. You know, you can't just take out Stensness and put in Nisbet. They're two completely different players. Stensness, you know, a ball winner, physical player, tall, strong, wins the aerial duels. Nisbet is proving why he's better utilized in an, in an attacking role, and it's working so well. He's, so, he's, he's just so good at the moment, Josh Nisbet. And what I've noticed, the thing that has that I've been so impressed with this season from Josh Nisbet, his confidence has just stepped up. You know, last season, not quite backing himself to take that shot, to take that player on. Like, yeah, he did, he, he did it at times. But he got his first goal in the F3 derby. Needs to score more goals. That's the only part of this, part of this game that he continue, needs to continue to work on. But look, dude, just his dribbling, just his unpredictability... How good is it to have a player like Josh Nisbet? And he has to be starting on the wing. And regardless of whether Benny's fit, Sai, Nikolai Muller, has to start Josh Nisbet. He's, he's, he's on, he's, he's, uh, you have to pick him. You have to pick him every week. So, Joshy, nine out of 10. Let's talk about some of the new guys now. Sai Goddard. A player who had a lot of uh, hype, I guess, heading into the season. A lot of teammates were talking highly of him. And I think he's, He's a player that's like not necessarily been incredible so far. We haven't necessarily, I don't think we've seen his best yet, but he's shown glimpses. He's very, very agile on the ball. Very similar to, similar to this, but very unpredictable. Um, dead ball specialist. Fantastic with his corners. You know, set up that corner for, for Jacob Farrell's headed goal in the F3 derby. Um, so dead ball specialist and and a two-footed player. Actually, I put out a tweet. I remember it was the Wellington Phoenix game. I put out a tweet while I was at the game. I was like, is there a more two-footed player in the A-League than Cy Goddard? Like, uh, apparently, we, we, we don't even know if he's left or right-footed. You, you just you just don't know. I thought he was left-footed, and then he's been taking corners with his right foot. So how good is it to have a player with two feet like that? And, of course, scored his first goal against Western Sydney Wanderers, which is going to give a massive boost for his confidence. And I loved the celebration. He actually came over to the, sort of the bays I was sitting in. when the, I was like, I happened to be in the corner in that game. And he came over to celebrate, and he looked so happy, man. He looked so happy. He had to come over to those fans, and 
and he was soaking it in. And, and and that's so great to see these new guys come in and really be adopted by the club and the fans and the supporters. I want them to love playing for us, for our club. I want them to play for the badge. You know, I mean, that's what we want from any, any of our players, hey? But uh, been very impressed with Sai. I think he can get better. I'm going to say 8 out of 10. I think he can keep getting better. And everyone at the club speaks highly of him. Benny Kololo hasn't played as many minutes as maybe he would have hoped. Injury hasn't helped him. Went off injured at the end of that F3 derby. Scored a goal, of course. First goal of the season in the FA Cup in Mudgee. Grabbed that selfie with him as well. I, in that FA Cup game, I was there in Mudgee. Had to run down and grab a selfie with Benny as well. Um, so that was... Uh, yeah, just, just just been really impressed with him and his attitude and his physicality. Tall, He's a tall, strong kind of winger, which you don't usually see that much. And it's different to what we have. You know, knowing that Nisbet Goddard, he's sort of, sort of smaller, more agile. But Benny's strong. He's driving. He's dribbling. He's, he, some of his deliveries have been good from what we've seen so far too. So he'll take players on and, and provides a different threat. So Benny, 8 out of 10, hasn't done too much wrong. I thought he was very good in that F3 derby and just so excited to see more of him. Just need to see more of him. But again, hasn't done too much wrong. 8 out of 10. Matt Hatch scored our best goal so far this season in the FA Cup. Just a freak goal, fantastic strike. And again, a player who unfortunately hasn't seen too much game time. Did have a decent spell when he came off the bench against Wellington Phoenix in round two and actually had a pretty good impact and could have scored. Had a couple opportunities to score. So I feel like there's still that part of that game where he needs to, when it comes to those crucial moments of finding the final pass or the final shot, that's where these young guys probably need to work on a little bit more. But again, what do we have to say about Hatchy? His pace, uh, his unpredictability on the ball as well. We just need to see more of him. I'm going to say uh, for Hatchy, 7 out of 10 hasn't done too much wrong. But again, we need to see more of him. And then Harry McCarthy, the final sort of, I guess, midfielder slash striker. He has, he has been playing in forward positions for the Mariners. Um, Harry McCarthy, of course, scored a goal on debut in the FA Cup against Wollongong Wolves. And again, a play that I'm just really excited to see more of, but we've seen a positive attitude from him as well, featured in the Leichhardt game in the FA Cup as well. And it was just stoked for him to get his debut goal. It's great to see all these young guys getting goals. You know, Noah Smith, Matt Hatch, Harry McCarthy, all these guys have now scored goals, which is fantastic. Garen Kowal, who we're going to talk about in a sec as well. So... Fantastic stuff. Just keen to see more of him, Harry McCarthy. But lastly now, we're going to jump into the forwards. And this is the one where, once again, it gets a little bit interesting analyzing the performance of the forwards so far because some of the ratings might be a little bit surprising. And again, we'd love to hear what you guys think of some of these ratings. And you could even drop your own in the comments. But talking about some of these strikers, and we've had a number of them play so far. And of course, Mariners play with this 4-4-2 formation, always playing with the two strikers up front. Um, of course, we know about the injury to Matt Simon has barely been involved, of course, played in that FA Cup game in Mudgee and uh, and had a decent performance there. Uh, Matt Simon, I mean, we, we know what he brings to the club and, and it, was an, it was interesting, initially in those opening few weeks when maybe we weren't necessarily getting the results, losing to Phoenix, um, losing to MacArthur, I was talking, I was highlighting Matt Simon and, and what he brings to the striker department. And I was thinking, we need Matt Simon to come back. We need that physicality. At the moment, we've sort of turned it around a little bit. Maresh and Renya have been looking pretty good. Um, but at the moment, I mean, Matt Simon, do we need him? I mean, I mean, the young guys have been coming in and doing a decent job. So overall for Matt Simon, we're just going to give him a 7 out of 10 um, j- just for his game alone in that FFA Cup game. Was relatively quiet, had a couple of decent chances, but again, didn't do too much wrong. So Matty Simon, hopefully we can get him back as soon as possible. And, you know, there's been t- rumours in terms of, I mean, we've been linked with the strike from Scotland, Jason Cummings, whether he's coming in to replace Matt Simon, who is maybe coming to the end. 
that's just rumors at the moment. It's pure speculation. And, uh, and we just uh, would love to see Simo at least come back for at least one more game. You know what I mean? Uh, until he calls it quits. Um, but let's talk about some of the other guys now, Marco Orenia, who has been heavily involved. And, and again, one of those first names on the team sheet. I feel like I've, I've used that term way too much this, this podcast, but it is true. I think there are a few players that now are locked on the team sheet. Birigidi, Kai Rolls, Oli Bazanic, Josh Nisbet, Marco Orenia. So, Five players, five players locked on the team sheet at the moment, and again, and again, you'd probably say the young players as well. Um, Arena has been good and has grabbed a couple goals, and again, getting involved in the build-up play, which is one of the things that I love so much about him. The fact that he doesn't—he's not just one of those strikers that just sits up front waiting for opportunities, um, and he isn't that kind of player anyway. He's not built like that. He's not a tall Matt Simon type. He gets involved with the play. He drops. He's always one of those strikers dropping back. And, uh, and and his ability, I mean, his, his ability to play in passes as well has been fantastic. So that's what I like about him so much. He's he's got ability as a striker, but also as like a number ten. He's got qualities as as that sort of that an attacking midfielder to create things for the likes of Maresh and the other attacking players. Um, overall, I want to see more from Arena. I want to see more for him. Uh, he hasn't been poor by any stretch of the imagination, but he can get better. And I want him to be. The winning the golden boot for the Mariners this season, I, not not the A League, but but the the Mariners. Um, he he, I think he's got the potential to win a A League golden boot if he can like get his confidence up and the creative players around him can really step up that game. Like Josh Nisbet, Cy Goddard, setting up goals for him, he could make a golden boot run at, at A League level, and that would be fantastic for him and for the Mariners to help us um, push up towards the top of the table. I'm going to give Varenia a 7 out of 10. I just think, you know, and again, that's a pretty decent rating anyway, but I just want to see more from him. I want to see more from him. There was a couple. It was uh, actually in the Wanderers game, in the in our last game. He was a little bit lackluster at times, um, especially in that first half. I had a couple of really good chances and just wayward shots, just snatching at shots a little bit. Um, so especially in some of those opportunities there, he needs to be hitting the target. He needs to be hitting the target. And, you know, I, I don't want to be putting, you know, pressure on him saying that he hasn't been performing. But as I said... He can get better. He when we want to see him get better, and if he's going to be our star striker, he needs to be banging in the goals. And uh, he's been fantastic so far, and just can keep getting better. Mateus Maresh is an interesting one to chat about. Maresh, a lot of hype around him. It's twenty-three-year-old Brazilian striker coming to the Central Coast Mariners. Has had a decent stint in Singapore, from what we saw. Scored some goals there. Highlight reel looked pretty promising. Came in first couple of bench appearances. A little bit unpredictable. Didn't really get into the game. Came in, you know, in the F3 dub. Came on in the FA Cup and Mudgy as well. So he's been involved in pretty much every game and has been starting these last few games alongside Arena. And the partnership is looking really good, especially in that Sydney FC game. Um, that ball inside for that first goal uh, against Sydney FC, where we won the ball, I think I'm pretty sure it was Bazanic who won the ball, and then it was Maresh who played the ball in for Arena for that goal. Fantastic pass again, Maresh. So it's good to see that those guys can, are already establishing some sort of chemistry. And again, even if Simon comes back fit, and, and especially now that Nikolai Muller's coming back into the fray, does, who gets dropped if, if, if we wanted to bring one of those guys in? Do we bring one of those guys in? I don't think we do. I think we keep them running. I think if we had to drop anyone, maybe Maresh. You have to keep the experience of Arena, maybe play Arena Muller up alongside each other. That could be fascinating. But Maresh, exciting player, looked good against Sydney FC. Uh, people were calling him man of the match in that game. I, I mean, he was fantastic. Um, against Wanderers, again, maybe a little bit quieter. But again, good to see that he's got he's, he's very athletic and, and, and showing really, really promising signs as well. So, Maresh, I'm going to go 7 out of 10 as well. Same as Arena. Again, 
just can see him get better and better. Some of the other strikers that we'll touch on here have gotten limited minutes, but we'll run through them real quick. Nikolai Muller made his appearance off the bench against Western Sydney Wanderers, his former side. 7 out of 10. Didn't do anything wrong. Need to see more from him, of course, and hopefully he can be super influential for our squad this season. Some of the young guys, Damien Saken has um, got some minutes, started against Wellington Phoenix and has got some cup minutes as well. Um, not able to find his first goal this season. That's the only thing that's been lacking for him. And has shown promise in, in that Wellington Phoenix game. He had a couple opportunities where maybe he was he was too unselfish. Remember he laid it off for Bazanic like twice or three times. There was a couple moments in that first half against Wellington Phoenix where he did that. I want to see him be a bit more hungry, Damien Sikenis. And I, and I love him as a player. He, he, he looks like he's got great attitude and has been scoring goals um, in the academy side as well. Six out of ten for Sikenis. Uh, can improve and can get better. And again, one of these young players that hopefully can get more and more minutes and more game time because he's just going to get better and better. Starting against Wellington Phoenix was a fantastic experience for him and he's just going to keep improving from there. But he's got so many young strikers competing with him. Manny Agwek, uh, who has come into the club and got his only minutes uh, against Western Sydney Wanderers coming off the bench. Again, looks promising, pacey, athletic. And uh, we can't wait to see what Manny Agwek will bring to the side. Just going to give him a 6 out of 10. Uh, hasn't really done anything of note just yet. Uh, Garen Kowal came on in the cup. Uh, scored a fantastic goal. Fantastic goal, of course. Brother to Alu Kowal. And, uh, of course, there's a lot of hype, hype around him now, you know, expecting him to, you know, we don't want to put too much pressure on his shoulders, but he scored that fantastic goal, which is going to give him, that's going to take my rating for him up to 7 out of 10. And, uh, yeah, just excited to see more of him as well. It's the same It's the same assessment for all these young players who have gotten limited minutes so far. Of course, it's still so early on the season. Promising signs from all of them. None of them have really looked too out of place, to be honest. All of them have been pretty decent to really good. So uh, another 7 out of 10 there, Garen. Cool. What do you make of those ratings? Let me know down in the comments. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Which plays in particular have impressed you so far this season? There's been so many for the Central Coast Mariners. I can't wait to see where some of these players can take us this season. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast episode. You can check out the Coast Watch Football Podcast available every Tuesday on all of the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, the video podcast on YouTube. Make sure you stay subscribed to the YouTube channel because that's where all the content is dropping multiple videos a week surrounding the A-League and Central Coast Mariners and hopefully hopefully the FW this weekend at home can go ahead Saturday the 15th of January 5.05 p.m. kickoff hopefully goes ahead at the time of this podcast it is Central Coast Mariners at home against Newcastle Jets cannot wait for it um, have a fantastic week guys and I'll see you in the next one <laughs>